Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Wildcats. It's great to have you guys along. Today's show is going to be jam-packed. We've got some interesting things to talk about. C.J. Frederick, the transfer from Iowa, out for the season. It looks like for the Kentucky Wildcats, we're going to talk about what the Wildcats are going to do without him. May not be as big of a loss as some people might think. In the second segment, we're going to talk about Damian Collins and his emergence as he was playing for the injured date Jacob Toppin for the most part against Robert Morris. Man, he looked fantastic against Robert Morris. We're going to talk about what his future could hold, especially as Kentucky kind of ramps up non-conference play. And then in segment three to wrap up the show, we're going to talk about Kentucky's 34-17 win over the Vanderbilt Commodores. My name is Lance Daw. Really excited to be here. Episode one for Locked On Kentucky for me. Really, really excited to have this opportunity. Really excited that y'all are along for the ride. Hey, really appreciate appreciate you guys making this your, uh, your first listen of every single day. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast by the way, you can follow Locked On Kentucky for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of Locked On Kentucky as soon as it comes out each and every day. Okay, so as I mentioned at the top of the show, C.J. Frederick is out for the season. What does this mean for the Kentucky Wildcats? He's healing from a leg surgery he had in July, and then uh, as the season began, he, he he had a hamstring injury, and now it looks like he's going to have to have surgery for that. And obviously with Frederick, he, he voiced his frustrations just talking about how badly he wants to go out there and support his team, but I don't know if the transfer from Iowa losing him for either the majority of the season or the entire season is going to be as big of a loss as some people might think, even though he was incredibly productive for the uh, for the Hawkeyes shooting 46.6% from downtown, and Kentucky could have used that shooting, but you look at the roster that Kentucky has built right this season and in last season what was one of the issues for the Wildcats well they didn't really shoot well from the floor and they weren't shooting fantastic from three I know they were six in the SEC I believe in three-point percentage but it was a frustration among Wildcat fans that there was not enough offense and CJ Frederick would have been fantastic uh, to uh, to uh, to bring some offense into the program but you look at what Kentucky has brought in outside of him I think the, the the most important guy to look at is Kellen Grady, who has been shooting red hot through these first two games, shooting about 53% from beyond the arc so far this season. Against Robert Morris, he had 19 points, shot 4 of 6 from the field, seven or 4 of 6 from 3, excuse me, 7-11 overall. I think that he, just looking at him alone, you look at the minutes that he's going to play for, for the Wildcats. He had 24 minutes against Robert Morris on Friday. I think you look at a guy like him and say he's enough to kind of replace what C.J. Frederick could have potentially brought to this squad. Now, would have Frederick have started? I don't know. Maybe he would have been behind Grady, and so whenever you go into the bench, you kind of get that extra extra production, that consistency, that shooting that you're looking for. But still, I think if Kellen Grady is going to be putting out somewhere between 10, 20 points a night, he's averaging, what, 14 points a game right now, I think you're looking at that guy alone and Kellen Grady being enough to kind of replace what you lost. And then you look at the guys around him. Obviously, you've got Severe Wheeler. Now, he was not known as a shooter at Georgia last season. He was shooting, I believe, about 25% from the beyond the arc. But this year, he's 3 of 5 on the year so far, shooting about 60%. And look, if you can kind of manage the amount of shots you take Right, if you're severe, severe Willie, if you're not, if you're not taking just volumes of shots from 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 deep, 
but you're knocking some of them down. I mean, that's efficient, and that's what this Kentucky offense wants is guys making shots whenever they take them. You look around uh, the team right now, you've got guys like Keon Brooks Jr., who is going to be shooting a little bit as well. Ty Ty Washington hasn't made a three yet this season, but you would expect at some point for him to knock one down. Look, Kentucky's got shooting. Davion Mintz is another guy you look at. He's got five of eight on the, uh, on the year so far from three, 60, 62.5% from downtown. I mean, you've got options at that guard spot if you want to get somebody who's consistently shooting the three and I think Kellen Grady specifically is going to be able to kind of mask what was a loss in C.J. Frederick, but you look at the guys around him, and I think that it's enough to kind of put this team where they want to be offensively. And you look at the year right now, I mean, Kentucky's shooting 46% from three. Not a lot of teams are doing that through two games so far this season. I mean, that's solid. That's solid. You can't really ask for a whole lot more than that. And I know they played Robert Morris, and I know the stats are going to be a little inflated. But I mean, they even they they even shot thirty eight point nine percent from three against Duke. I mean, this team so far, even without CJ Frederick, I mean, they've shot well from behind the arc. Now, again, is that going to slow down? Possibly, but. I like my odds right now after playing one of the best teams in the country and playing one of the worst teams in the country, at least in Division One, and shooting well. I mean, they're just shooting well from behind the arc. And you look at the games coming up. I mean, you got Mount St. Mary's, Ohio, Albany, North Florida, Central Michigan, Southern. I mean, you don't really have a game before Notre Dame, which is on December 11th where you are really going to be forced to to take shots you don't want to. This team, without C.J. Frederick, can work around that loss, and they can kind of figure out, okay, where does that shooting come from? Should we be shooting as much as we are right now? How do we manage this loss? Should we give Kellen Grady more touches? Should we give give Davion Mintz more touches? Who are we going to get the ball, and we're going? who are we going to ask to shoot? And I don't think... Kentucky's really going to have to answer that question until December 11th. And honestly, at that point, they may have an answer to that question. Because you look at the rest of non-conference play, I mean, it's only three more games, four more games, excuse me. You've got Notre Dame, you're at Ohio State, you've got Louisville, you've got High Point. And then you've got Kansas in the middle of the SEC play. But my point being, this team is not going to have to figure anything out unless they really want to right now. So all in all, to sum it up, C.J. Frederick, I don't think... Well, I'll do respect to the kid, and, and I really do hope that he's able to recover quickly. I think that Kentucky is going to do just fine without him, and again, I think they've got a lot of options. And honestly, I don't know if they should be shooting as many threes as as they uh, as they have been uh, through these first couple of games because they've got some interesting guys on the inside uh, that could play a huge role for the Kentucky Wildcats moving forward. And one of those guys that, that uh, got a shot against Robert Morris, Damian Collins, uh, could be a factor throughout non-conference play. And we're going to talk about him and what he brings to the team in just a second. But want to remind you guys, today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Prize Picks? It's a daily fantasy app made easy. I absolutely love Prize Picks, and I know that you will too. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the entire world. And they offer all the star players from the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of to choose from. Prize Picks offers any sort of prop you could possibly think of, from yardage to touchdowns to even interceptions thrown and whenever you make a deposit make sure you use promo code locked on to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 again just be sure to use promo code 
Locked On. And you can pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times any entry. It's literally just you versus the projected numbers. It's that simple. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entries as well, which means you can take the over on maybe an NBA player like a LeBron. You can combine that with the under on Mahomes and maybe his passing yards. We all know Kansas City's not doing that well right now. So that you could you could mix and match from different sports all these different players. And you can use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. And entries like the one I was just discussing can literally be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, guys. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and again use promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, so Damian Collins, the freshman forward, he uh, he only played a minute, I believe, in about the in about a minute in the Duke game, and uh, then he was taken out. But this past Friday against Robert Morris, because Jacob Toppin is currently dealing with a shoulder injury, Collins was asked to uh, to do uh, quite a bit, and man, he delivered 14 points, seven of eight shooting from the field, including that thunderous breakaway dunk, uh, that that assist from Severe Wheeler, essentially dunked it from almost what was the free throw line, just an incredibly athletic move. Calipari was saying that Collins needs to play more as non-conference play progresses, and I could not agree more with Coach Cal. Look, I, I love Jacob Toppin, and I love what he brings to this team, but uh, let me tell you why Damian Collins could potentially elevate this Kentucky Wildcats squad to just a, just an elite level if Collins is putting out the type of production that he was against Robert Morris. Now, look, nobody is going to shoot 7 of 8 from the floor every single time they get on the court, right? But getting about 10 to 14 points from Collins, I mean, that's not incredibly unrealistic, especially considering, you know, the time that he's going to have in these next few easy games. At least I I perceive them to be easy. He's going to have time to really develop his skill set, and he's going to have time to really figure out what his shot is. But looking at him from an athleticism standpoint, I mean, he is just a matchup problem. He's got a long wingspan. He's slim. Like I mentioned earlier, he's athletically gifted. He's really bouncy. We saw that on full display against Robert Morris. I don't really think there's a whole a whole lot of arguing that he just brings a lot of athleticism to this team. And man, that's something that Kentucky really needs. Last year, they needed shooting and they needed a bouncy guy like Damian Collins to really come in and, and, and light up. Uh, light up a crowd, even though there wasn't one last season. This season, he's going to be asked to be kind of like that spark. You're looking at this year, you've got a guy like Damian Collins. Get him off the bench. Uh, make sure that he's the one that's kind of lighting the guys up, lighting the crowd up, kind of getting things going with his dunks and his layups and different things like that. And with Oscar Shibway on the court, I mean, the possibilities inside are are, are just incredibly dangerous. I mean, I was talking in the, in the first segment about C.J. Frederick and talking about how maybe this Kentucky team doesn't need to shoot as much as they have so far this season, from downtown at least. And I'm thinking, like, looking at Oscar Shibway and looking at a guy like Damian Collins and looking at the options that Kentucky has in the post, I mean, I'm really excited about what this duo and what this trio between him and uh, Oscar Shibway and maybe guys like... Keon Brooks. I mean, there's so many different options in the post for for Kentucky, and I think that there there are some serious matchup problems that they are going to uh, need to take advantage of moving down the line. Because I talked about the non-conference slate coming up, right? You've got all these easy teams that uh, that are coming into Rupp Arena over the course of these next few games. Like, I mean, again, just Ohio, Albany, North Florida, Central Michigan. I mean, these are teams that you can really experiment against. I mean, you have the athleticism. You have the talent to go out there and just say, okay, we're going to win this game. 
based sheerly off of our talent. At least they should win most of these games. I'm just projecting right now. They should win most of these games based off their talent. But I'm looking at this as also not just a, just an opportunity for Kentucky to to kind of relax and to just kind of let go for a second. But it's also an opportunity to really fine-tune some things because we are only two games into the season. And the best time to really start working on your stuff is not waiting until March gets around and, and just kind of sluggishly getting our way there. It's like, all right, guys, we're, tw- we're, we're a 20-win team. You know, we've made it here. Let's go ahead and start really focusing up as a team so we can make a deep tournament run. You, you need to really work on guys like Damian Collins in your rotation now because the confidence that you give him now is confidence that he's going to use in SEC play. And boy, howdy, do you need as many wins as you can possibly get in SEC play this season because the SEC at least the top half is incredibly loaded you've got teams like Tennessee LSU Auburn Arkansas Alabama even teams like Mississippi State I mean those teams are definitely going to give you a run for your money every single night but the teams in the bottom half of the SEC are no slouches either it is a incredibly competitive deep league you're going to need guys like Damian Collins to step up for you Having him emerge as a presence down low is going to be so crucial for this Kentucky Wildcats team because I'm not hating on Jacob Toppin, but I like Colin ceiling a lot more. And I I quite literally think that his ceiling is a lot higher because the dude can jump out of a building. I mean, he is just an incredibly gifted man. So really excited to see what Collins is going to do for this team as the season progresses. Do I expect uh, Jacob Toppin to kind of take over in terms of minutes whenever he returns? Not necessarily. I think that Collins is definitely going to get his his, uh, his minutes worth. Now, he's proven in one contest he's capable of being uh, an efficient guy. Now, let's give him some more games as non-conference play continues to roll on, and, and let's see what he can really do uh, for this Kentucky Wildcats team. So, I think he's going to start splitting time with Toppin, if not taking over that spot, because, again, I just believe that Damian Collins, after seeing him uh, in that game against Robert Morris, I think that uh, he's got a lot of potential moving forward before we get to Kentucky football's 34 to 17 win over the Vanderbilt Commodores. I want to tell you guys about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you're really missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one, not even one bit. You've got to try one of these bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are kind of chalky or just waxy or just plain hard to choke down, really dry, just not pleasant at all. They don't taste great, but Built Bar is really soft. It's covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, and it's one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'll swear you're eating a candy bar. Zach Blackerby, friend of the program, host of Locked on Auburn, he's actually given me some Built Bars in the past, and let me tell you, you actually have to try one of these things to really find out that, man, these guys... They're making something different. It's low in carbs, it's low in calories, it's low in fat, low in sugar, and it's high in protein. It's got all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. And on top of that, they've got a lot of flavors. They've got mint brownie, raspberry, coconut, coconut almond, salted caramel, which is my personal favorite, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. I mean, they've just got so many different flavors. And this month, Built is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So you got to go over to their website and check them out because these guys are putting out some fantastic flavors again you do not want to miss out so go over to built.com use promo code lock 15 and get 15 percent off your first order again built.com use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com 
All right, wrapping up the Monday edition of Locked On Kentucky here. I want to talk about Kentucky football's 34-17 win over the Vanderbilt Commodores. And, man, this was uh, this was needed as Kentucky was on a little bit of a slide there, uh, losing to three teams in a row. Thought they would potentially drop behind Tennessee in the standings, but that does not look like it's going to happen. Kentucky 5-3 and three in the SEC now after beating Vanderbilt. Again, like I mentioned, uh, three games uh, losing streaks snapped. They lost to Georgia, Mississippi State, and Tennessee. All in a row, in my personal opinion, they should not have lost that Tennessee game. But you know what? SEC officiating is going to be SEC officiating this year. I mean, they have they've missed a mark in a, the mark in a lot of different spots, and uh, you know what? That's neither here nor there. But let's let's just take a look at the box score real quick. Will Levis, fourteen of twenty two, one hundred and seventy seven yards, two touchdowns, one interception. What I'll say about Levis, and because it's my first episode, I've not gotten to to really voice my opinion on what Levis is doing as a quarterback for Kentucky. Look, I was saying that going into this season, Kentucky needed a game manager at quarterback to really set themselves up for a successful season. They didn't need somebody flashy. They didn't need somebody who could throw a 70-yard bomb every play. They didn't need a guy like Bryce Young or somebody like that. They needed somebody that could just manage the passing game because I don't feel like they've really had that guy under Mark Stoops. And as the recruiting and the talent and the and the uh, production has gotten better outside of the quarterback position as the years have gone under under Stoops, it just really feels like it's been a hindrance. It's 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 been a trailer, not a not the truck driving the trailer, driving the team and really in really being efficient and being the one that's really carrying them to victory. But you look at Will Levis so far this season, I don't like the 11, the 11 interceptions that he th- he's thrown so far this year. He's been a little turnover prone at times, but that's just going to come with the nature of uh, Liam Liam Cohen's system. I mean, if you're going to be throwing to Wandale Robinson every single play, then people are going to kind of figure out what you're doing. But I mean, he's done something that not not a lot of other of other uh, Kentucky quarterbacks have been doing, which is throwing 19 touchdowns. He's got five on the ground as well. He he is somewhat of a dual threat guy. He he's been good for the system. He's been good for Kentucky, and obviously he's he's uh, done some good things because the Wildcats are seven and three right now after their win. And again, you go back to looking at this game specifically, though, against Vanderbilt. I mean, it really felt like Kentucky would have been capable of doing a lot more damage than the final score indicated. But Vanderbilt really held on to the ball for for quite a bit. I did not expect Kentucky in their ground game to really let Vanderbilt hold on to the ball for 30 minutes and 14 seconds. But... That's what happened, and had Kentucky had the ball for just a little bit longer, I think that this score would be a little bit more lopsided than it turned out to be. I mean, at one point it was 34-11, to 11 and Kentucky uh, led up a garbage time to, uh, touchdown uh, to, 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 uh, to Vanderbilt, but yeah. This is a game where, you know, the final score does not indicate just how much better I think Kentucky is, and it's just another one in the win column, so I'm really happy about that. And you've got two more games. I'm look. I'm sorry. I'm laughing. I'm looking at the schedule. You've got two more games against New Mexico State and Louisville. I'm just, man, would not have imagined that a nine and three season would have been possible, even with the offensive system, even with the excitement around Kentucky and thinking that man they could really surpass Florida in the uh, SEC. We we have seen how terrible. Florida has been this season, so that's not that, that's not the question anymore. So nine and three for the Kentucky Wildcats. Really excited about Mark Stoops and what he has done for this program, man. I mean, it has just been fantastic to see this guy continue to progress to the point where now even some coach or even so come some coaches jobs, uh, coaching jobs, excuse me, have opened, and Mark Stoops is being considered potentially at least 
from from what reports have said, he's been on lists for like the LSU job and maybe even potentially the Penn State job if that opens up and just different places like that. And that is just wild to think about that Stoops has elevated this program to a point where it's like that's that's consistency right there. They may not be winning the SEC East, but that is consistency. So I'm incredibly proud of this football team, incredibly proud of what they've been able to accomplish this season. And yeah, I expect them to win their final two games, go nine and three. Could we see another potential 10-win season in the books if Kentucky gets a favorable matchup in their bowl game? We will have to wait and see, but that is definitely on the table for the Kentucky Wildcats. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. Hey, really excited about starting this podcast with you guys. Really excited to embark on this journey just talking about Kentucky athletics. If you are not subscribed to the podcast already. Be sure and go and follow us and subscribe right now on your favorite podcast app so you'll get the latest episode of Locked on Kentucky each and every single day. On tomorrow's edition of Locked on Kentucky, we're going to be talking about Kentucky's matchup with Mount St. Mary's, what the Wildcats are going to be able to do offensively, what they'll be able to do defensively, how the Wildcats really match up with Mount St. Mary's and what we should expect overall. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Pound. Hey, go check out Locked On Bets for me real quick. They've got some fantastic odds coming out. Be sure to also check out Locked On SEC with Chris Gordy. I'm sure he's got some SEC basketball thoughts for you. Big Blue Nation, really excited to get this journey going with you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a great day.